Can you play the um, opening theme song on the guitar? The ours? Yeah. Uh. Could you oh, hear? Oh, it's so sweet. Could you hear it? <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it on a little solo guitar. Hey everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our, who are we? Boy, howdy, am I glad you asked. My name is Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host. I'm Josh. <laughs> hey, Josh. Sorry, in case anybody didn't hear me, I'm Josh. Hey, Josh, how's it going, buddy? I'm great. I, I can hear that in your voice. Hey, come on. And the con the context for today's episode is question mark, question mark. How are you doing, Evan? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm having a little um for for listeners out there. I don't know who really cares about this kind of shit. But I'm having some having some issues with my my hip. So I went to the doctor oh. yesterday and they couldn't figure out what it was. So um, you know, say some modern day prayers for me. Um, uh, YOLO. <laughs> thank you. You only YOLO once. Um, YOLO. Yeah, this is a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Josh and I are childhood best friends. We've known each other for, I guess it's a little over half our lives now, huh? Uh, it feels like more than half. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to say our whole lives. Fuck it. Yeah. We've known each other our whole Our spirits have been entwined since the dawn of time. Um, Sounds about right. And uh, we come together once a week. We watch a movie separately. I live here in the Bay Area. Josh lives in Chicago. And we record our thoughts on the movie of the week. And at the end of the episode, we give it a rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject, baby. Whoa. And I'm always eating uh, either dinner or snack during recording. And I it's just, usually it just times out that way. I usually make myself laugh so hard that during the break I need to get water. But now <laughs> I've I've got water right here. So here's Boo! What? <laughs> You're taking away the organic flow of the bullshit that happens. <laughs> Hold on here. I'm gonna do an audible sip. You need you to let the shit flow naturally. That's how you sustain a healthy prostate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Josh, what did we watch this week? Uh, <laughs> well, you all right? I'll just, just die over here. Is this here. a bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I'll keep the I'll keep the the our audience <laughs> entertained Get in the, the momentum meantime. going. Hey, hey, hey. No edits. Uh one to the one, one to the two, oh, one okay, to the hold five. On. I'm just saying numbers. <laughs> All right, Josh, what did we watch this week? Oh, man, we got to this part so quick. Uh, we watched... I've, de- I've decided that we just we need to just jump in. Are, we just talk about nothing forever. Yeah. Like we... My dad said that to me. Is there, are we saying this because my dad said it? You, so not only did... Okay, I will edit all this up. But not only did your dad say that, but also Morgan told me that. She was like, yeah, I probably would listen to it more often if the first five minutes weren't just the two of you talking about nothing. <laughs> like, 
You should just just start talking about the episode. I'm not doing this podcast for anybody but me. So, well, I like hearing the sound of myself talk about nothing. And that's a great thing to put on air. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a right. side podcast where we talk about air, air, air. And it's just the th- <laughs> it's when we get when we hit 500 likes on uh, iTunes, we will do an episode dedicated to talking about nothing. Just like everybody wants. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody. That's what J. Samuel Cohen wants. Oh, yes. I know this now. <laughs> we watched Liar, Liar. <laughs> liar, Liar from 1997. Uh, and apparently on Wikipedia, an American fantasy comedy uh, directed by Tom Shadyac, starring none other an than... An American... Wait. Uh, an American in there? fantasy comedy. Um, I guess because it has a fantastical element to it, you know, because there's like a spell... Um, but anyway, starring Jim Carrey and um, bargain bin Jennifer Aniston, and uh, Jennifer Tilly is in this. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean it, it's that's, pretty obvious, but uh, yeah, that's so rough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Maura Tierney, um, aka bargain bin Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> um, not a whole other, not a whole lot of other big names in in this one, but um, this uh, was. A, what about the guy from um, Princess Bride? Who uh, you know? I didn't really grow up with that movie. I saw it once, um, but I didn't really grow up with it. Who who is that? This episode is now about Princess Bride. That's what we watched <laughs> this week. Just just go with it. Just go with it. Okay. No, uh, he he. Um, I'm forgetting his name. Which character was he but, in this? He's the he's the the other dad. He's um oh yeah the one going that to Boston. is the, that is the Princess Bride guy. He's and he was in Princess Bride and like saw the the first Saw movie and um a bunch of other stuff. Oh okay, I think his name is Carrie Carrie Elwes. Yeah, something like that. Okay, um so Josh, did you grow up with this movie? This this was an Evan pick this week. Um, oh, it was an Evan pick. That's true. But uh, so I, I grew up with it. I can I can tell you about my childhood experience with it. I, but I'm curious if you watched this one. I, this might as well have been either of our picks because I definitely grew up with this pick. Yeah, uh, I watched it a lot. This was a this was a family one. My mom was uh, when it was like time to time to watch movies. Uh, it's something that we could all agree on. Well, I, I would say it was more me and my mom than me, my mom and my dad. But he he would watch it. Mm. Uh, we would yeah we we watched Jim Carrey movies and particularly Liar Liar kind of kind of struck it for for most of us on common ground. Yeah, and I, we had it on VHS, so I watched this movie. I watched this movie a lot, mm-hmm. uh, a lot, a lot, and yeah. It, it didn't. It, you know what? I feel like there's a certain cutoff point in my life where it just like never came up again. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was like college, and then like after that, it was like maybe once. But I, I, I I'm not watching this movie on the reg. Yeah. No. Same. Same here. We we watched it a bunch. Um, I grew up. You know, Jim Carrey for for I guess our younger listeners. Um. Jim Carrey hasn't really been doing as much. He had um, he had that one TV show I think that was on Showtime uh, where he played 
I want to say it was like a child. I, I didn't hear about it. You, you know what I'm talking about? I don't think a lot what, of people Say that watched. again. Sorry. I, I just found a pit in an olive and it kind of upset me. Uh, oh, serious snacks. Just the pit, just the pit, <laughs> just the. P- <laughs> um, no, that he Jim Carrey was in that one movie or uh, like some TV show recently. Um, what was it? It was oh, like oh, uh, oh the kidding kid show, kidding, kidding is what it's called. Yeah, um, and he's and he's in the upcoming. He plays Doctor Robotnik in the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie, um, but he hasn't really been in anything super significant since. I'd say, like, early 2000s, when he was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, um, well, he did um, the, Ma- the Majestic, is it the Majestic? Yeah, yeah, the Majestic, but I think that was, I think that might have been before. There was also, like, a horror movie that he did. Uh, oh, was it that oh. Dark Crimes? <laughs> I don't remember. I actually, I also oh, might be mixing up. Yeah. Yeah, 23, yeah. Yeah, he was in that. Um that's weird. It's not on it's not it's actually not on Wikipedia that he was in that. Oh yeah, no it is. The number 23 back in 2007. Yeah, um, I'm having a hard time kind of kind of feeling out what he's done really in the past like 8 years or so because he 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 definitely had his heyday in the late 90s with all this stuff. And then he yeah. did some more serious pieces. And, and he then... was in In Living Color. Um, but all all this is to say that when we were kids, he was akin. I, I would say, I would argue that he Jim was Carrey akin. Jim Carrey ruled. He was like a Robin Williams type where it just was like, when his movies came out, everybody just went and saw them. He he was he was big boy McGillicuddy. Um, yeah. And, and he was just silly. Uh, he, he could just do... Pretty much anything, and people were like, "I'm game." Yeah, he uh, all of the movies that he is in, uh, you know, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Liar Liar, The Truman Show. He's he's one of those actors who it's like Will Smith, where you just you build the movie around this actor, like you build everything around Jim Carrey's talent, um, and not not the other way around, um, where he's kind of plugged into to something bigger than himself. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, it does. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of actors out there like that. Like they'll just build a movie around it. Like our first episode, they built an entire movie around a dog that could punt a basketball into a hoop with its nose (laughs) and mouth and gums. Oh no. It's so horrible to (laughs) describe it like that. Even a year later, happy birthday, tapes, tapes, tapes. Um, even a year later, it's hard to, uh, I still wake up in a cold sweat thinking about that poor dog. Uh, Anyway, liar, liar. Uh, But yeah, I yeah, we both grew up with it. Yeah, in terms of of production back history, this one is uh, another. The director Tom Shadyac um, had the three. He this was the second of three collaborations with Jim Carrey and Shadyac. The other two being Ace Ventura: Pet Detective and Bruce Almighty. Which, if you're familiar with either of those movies. Mm. Is not a surprise at all because they all kind of have, um, you know, they're Jim they're all. Jim Carrey these, does this thing. Yeah, Jim Carrey does this like kind of crazy thing, um, but yeah, I guess I don't know. I thought that that was interesting, but other than that, pretty well received. I'd say critical responses were 
and the 80% and Rotten Tomatoes. And um, Roger Ebert says, I think that this is kind of a funny thing. He says, I am gradually developing a suspicion, or perhaps it is a fear, that Jim Carrey is growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get it. Like, he's great for kids back in the 90s, but to everybody else, it's like, dude, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> dude, sit down. Why are you such a weirdo McGillicuddy? I'm saying McGillicuddy. I think that's like the third time I've said McGillicuddy. <laughs> what is that? No, we're not going to get that. We got to... <laughs> Let's yeah. Let's no. Let's only talk about that. Screw your dad's opinion, and Mor- yeah, and Morgan's opinion, but not as loudly. Morgan and my dad control this podcast. Josh, do you have a synopsis? Oh yes. What a memory you have. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Lay it on us. Lay it on. Let's see. <clears throat> okay, this one is from. Ooh, there's a lot in here. Oh, let's do Anthony Pereira's because we got like he's our just he's our boy. Oh, has he done? Has he done more? I, I he just name sounds familiar, so I have a feeling like he's popped up in other episodes. Okay, but here, right. let's, okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Fletcher Reed, a fast-talking attorney, habitual liar, and divorced father, is an incredibly successful lawyer who has built his career by lying. He has a habit of giving precedence to his job and always breaking promises to do to be with his young son, Max. But Fletcher lets Max down once too often for missing his own son's birthday party. But until then, at 8.15, but until then, no punctuation, but until then, at 8.15, Max has decided to make an honest man out of him as he as he wishes for one whole day his dad couldn't tell a lie. Yes. When the wish comes true, all Fletcher can do is tell the truth and cannot tell a lie. Uh-oh for Fletcher. <laughs> That's written in there. Uh-oh for Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Anthony Pereira. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. The 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 main thing to remember about this movie is that he can't lie, and and it's Jim Carrey, and, and he can't lie, <laughs> and it's Jim Carrey, and he can't lie, and he's a lawyer, um, and he's a very successful lawyer. So you you can kind of you can kind of imagine, um. Well, thank you for that synopsis, Josh. We're going to be right back with more Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. See you after the break. Hey, Tapes, Tapes, Tapes fans. This is Morgan, your fan club president. It's season two, and if you're like me, you've been thinking about how you can pay your fan club dues. I talked to the boys, and it's actually pretty easy. We can let our friends know all about the podcast and that it can be found on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and their website, tapestapestapes.podbean.com. Other than that, we can send the boys an email. We can pour our hearts out. We can write fan fiction. We can send in fan art. And we can send it all to 88tapesbaby at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to let the boys do their thing. Back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Welcome to this lovely episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Hey, Evan. So what was what was it like 
watching Liars Liars uh, right now. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I watched it a couple of days ago. <laughs> um, I liked that joke. Thank you. I also did. I'm the one who came up with it. I really liked mm-hmm. it. I, I had a really good time. I got my nostalgia bone got triggered. All the like all the memories, all the specific lies that Jim Carrey tells um, came back. I mean, I, I just was was transported back to like being a kid and just watching Jim Carrey's crazy, weird rubber face Um Compared to something like The Mask, which we watched for the for the podcast before, um, I felt like this was more consistent, and the the pacing was was pretty good. Um, the plot eh, leaves a lot to be desired, um, but I would say like my the main things that I enjoyed about it were just all the the funny moments that I remember from being a kid, and then also I picked up on more things like this this movie is a movie so much adult humor yeah there's a lot of adult humor um and (laughs) i don't know i just think about things in a very different way like when he gets pulled over by the cop um and he tells him every single thing that he did and tells him about all the unpaid parking tickets i (laughs) that just really made me laugh um what (laughs) so what about you what did you think well uh you know, I, I absolutely love this movie when I was a kid. And, um, you know, to tell you the truth, I think some of that, like, early 90s, like, Jim Carrey humor, I don't know, like, kind of like his just like, his just kind of like the Robin Williams effect where it's just like you do anything and it's wacky and it's kind of funny. I, I think I've lost a little bit of an appetite for that. Mm. <laughs> I think Jim Carrey is just... You know, uh, besides that, he's incredibly charismatic and he's like a great actor and all those things. Very watchable. Uh, Yeah. And so when I was watching this movie, I actually had my experience was kind of like a big bell curve. Um, Hmm. Because when I first started, I I pretty much remembered everything that happens in this movie at some point. A bell upside down or like... Like going no, like from a, high to low and then back up, or the other way. Well, around? I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain what kind of bell. Ooh, ring Ooh. that bell! Subscribe to us on YouTube. Like, favorite, comment, subscribe. <laughs> ring that bell. Yeah, the you you find us on YouTube and click the the notifications bell. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. So uh, he, um, so yeah, I watched this movie. And when I was getting into it, I definitely remembered a lot of things and remembered all the gags and jokes and everything. But honestly, the kind of the premise, the story and the characters, like I kind of I didn't have much affection for like, I don't know, like I love Jim Carrey and his delivery and all these things. But uh, I kind of had a harder time like, oh, this is a dude that's a lawyer literally getting away with murder at every possible turn and he's just a dickhead lawyer and now i gotta watch a movie about this kind of person (laughs) Mm -hmm. i kind of had surprisingly a hard time stomaching some of that just like watching this kid this adorable kid just get like jerked around by his dad and like forgiving him at every possible (laughs) angle like he would be like i missed your birthday Ugh. And then he'd just be like, but I'll pick you up. Game. Uh, I'll pick you up the next day, and the next day he's like, "Yay, Dad!" And it's like, "My, it, come on, Max! Like, 
make a fucking work for it or something like jesus uh and like the what the what did you call it the the bargain bin no i'm not gonna say that i think that's that's really mean she like she's like just a pushover and like has to deal with all this stuff yeah he's just just like i kind of had a hard time stomaching just like jim carrey just being like this liar i mean so when it got started i was having a hard time but once we got into Jim Carrey fighting himself to tell the, like, tell lies, like, that's where it gets really funny. <laughs> what like, are you pretty much doing? Any... I'm kicking my ass. Do you mind? This movie is so <laughs> quotable. <laughs> so like, quotable. Every t- pretty much any moment in court is, yeah. like, is great. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, every time he's trying to say something and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> Uh, is fucking gold. Are you okay, uh, Mr. I, Reed? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm a little upset about a, a, a disappointing sexual episode I had <laughs> last night. Last night. Well, you're young. It'll happen more and more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and something that I really enjoyed watching this time through is the guy that plays the judge. I think he oh, kills yeah. it. He was so he funny. Is yeah, I, I noticed that too. He's perfect against Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. my god, so dry and and uh, <laughs> it is only out of a you, sense of morbid curiosity that I will allow this to continue. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I haven't allowed this freak show to go <laughs> this freak show. That's right. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. Um, yeah, I okay. So so sorry. Keep going. So you yeah, you, uh, you started so, liking it more when he when it was essentially it was just jim carrey doing Carrey's. what he does best yeah. yeah and like everybody having to deal with it uh and when it kind of gets towards <laughs> the end like even that i'm like a, it was still like redeeming in a way but i kind of lost interest a little bit again mm. just because i still didn't really like root for jim carrey's character even though he's like i'm a bad father i mean yeah i'm a bad father like yeah great i'm glad you've realized this but I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't really root for him for most of the movie, but it was funny watching him suffer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's the some, main yeah. that's the main thing of the movie is is watching him suffer. But I, I would definitely agree that like his his character and you know I feel like it's a theme in a lot of these '90s movies where like the white male protagonist is just forgiven at like every turn. I'm thinking about Hope yeah. <laughs> and Robin Williams also being like an absentee father. And I mean, it's like literally the same thing that happens. Like he he misses his son's baseball game. He misses out on his son in all these different ways. And then, but by the end of the movie, it's ultimately like a redemption story. And Jim yeah. Carrey and more everything works out for them. And like, yeah, when it's a year later, and and he. The kid blows out the candles, and then Jim Jim Carrey and Maura Tierney are like they're kissing, and Jim Carrey's like, Max, did you wish for mom and dad to get back together? And the kid's like, I wished for inline blades, and then they're like, Oh, well, we're all back together again, and it's just like everything worked out perfectly. And even the so actually f- before I bring this point up, something that I didn't understand when I was a kid that I was like, Oh, now was Jerry, the the guy, like, I did not get, like, I didn't understand the concept of divorce very well when I was a kid because Jerry, I had Jerry? that were together. The guy, the the other dad. The one oh, from, the, uh, um, the stepdad. Or, the yeah, stepdad. okay, yeah. I forgot that uh, was I still name. don't understand how it works. 
<laughs> the guy, you know? <laughs> but but I remember when I was a kid, I was just, I remember being confused. It's like, because like, oh, Jim Carrey's going to see his wife, but then there's another guy. Like, does he have two, are there two husbands? Like, I don't. Mm, oh, that's interesting. Because they're, because they're both in the same place. And I, all the jokes went over my head of like Jim Carrey taking jabs at the guy. Right. Like kind of like uh in front of him but like not to him yeah they're being, being even, very would, passive aggressive with him and it's also not terribly clear right off the bat because i remember i was watching it not really remembering the plot that well and like when jim carrey goes up to see her like i'm like oh it's his wife and the kid and then like jerry comes along and it's like he gives her a kiss and i'm like wait wh- uh, wait is there like a are they a thruple like what oh divorce yeah yeah i felt like maybe that um, maybe that's just me i i did feel like when i was a kid i i guess i kind of knew what it was but i i actually it's funny you mentioned that because when i was an adult watching it i was like oh wait a minute they aren't already engaged so this guy like is gonna be on a plane to boston and then he gets engaged to her like that's really fast so I can I can definitely see where their just, relationship was weird. Where narratively it doesn't doesn't really make it's not super clear what the connection is. Well, it, it well it's it's very clearly just an he's an object to use to get back at Jim Carrey because she gets so mad at him she's like well I'm gonna move to Boston and then at the end when she's like I'm gonna stay with Fletcher actually like I'm not gonna go to Boston he's just like. Okay, well, yeah. if you change your mind, you've got a place in Boston. Yeah, what it's a, like, how is everything working this perfectly for Jim Carrey? I, I, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that that part that I think just if you if you try to deconstruct the narrative, the the the, the plot of this movie, yeah, it's you're you're in for a rough time. Um, but that that middle section where they're in court is just so fun. Oh my god, it's so much fun when he's in when he's trying to defend the um the his, well his defendant or no I guess she's she's the plaintiff yeah she's the blonde yeah. Jennifer Tilly um yeah God those scenes were amazing um this movie was very uh was somewhat i think instrumental in my like oh my my little prepubescent mind kind of being like okay women are sexy when they have their boobs out and (laughs) upon watching it this time around i was like jesus that is a lot of of boobs like there's a lot there's an excess of cleavage in this movie it but it's like it's very distinctly like they it has to be like all the other women who are dressed either like normally like uh like his assistant or Sherry O'Terry by the way, by the way shout outs to Sherry O'Terry cameo um like every every other i would say desexualized woman is just kind of in normal dress but then it was like i don't know it just was it really hit you over the head with like the oversexualization of um well that whole that whole elevator scene at the beginning is like and also his boss yeah and his boss uh, too i feel like her boobs were out too right or maybe well not the 90s much. were all the, it, it was like there were songs about boobs and music videos with ladies with giant boobs it wasn't really like later until like butts became the whole like female sexualization thing like it was all just like boobs 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 
Do you have a do you have like a favorite gag or a, a favorite moment that happened? Ooh, you know, I had a hard time remembering them because I feel like the ones that I the ones that I love now are very different from the ones that I loved when I was a kid. Mm. Like uh I think my favorite when I was a kid the, are we're all just like the nonverbal ones. Like when he's like I think there's this one scene where he's like he's in the courtroom and then he like he says like no further questions and then he like quietly leaves and opens the door and he just has like a freak out where he goes like yeah like i remember loving that (laughs) uh that was a pretty good jim carrey that was like a pretty good jim carrey squeal oh it was yeah i I got my jim Jim carrey squeal down (laughs) i I don't think i can do a jim carrey squeal i'm too deep I, I loved the whole interrogation of Kenneth Falk. Witness calls to the stand, Kenneth Falk. <laughs> oh, and, the and guy like, who like, Jennifer Did Cole. you ever have? Yeah. Did you ever have? Boy, <laughs> bad baby, bad baby. Did you ever have? <laughs> Mystery. You had sex with her every time, didn't you? Didn't you? Liar. He's badgering the witness. It's his witness. You pointer. You, you have rooster like a Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, oh. Okay. I had sex with her every time. There. You happy? God, that's so good, dude. Oh, man. Something that, something that I loved about watching. So this movie was on TV a lot, but yeah. it was censored. I don't know if you remember this. But they would censor the hell out of this movie. Are there uh, because a lot of there's swear some words like expletives. In this movie? But the, it was the thing. It was like they were putting on a kids programming. So there would be like, it would be like, you know, it would, they would like dub Jim Carrey's voice. Like he had to record it over like his own like voice. So it would be like, he would be like when he's beat up in the bathroom and the guy would come in and go, what are you doing? And it would be Jim Carrey turning around and going like, I'm kicking my butt. Do you mind? <laughs> but you, but it was Jim Carrey himself? I think so. It sounded like him at least. I think they but get, I remember there I think being they get tons sound of moments. That. Yeah, but I remember there being lots of moments where they would just cut out like butt or ass or like, se- like I remember like the, the, the tape that they played of the sound oh, of like Jennifer yeah. Tilly having sex with the guy. Yeah. They would play it and it would just be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that part was pretty like explicit. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would you put that on TV? That's a good, uh, that's a good question. Or that's a good challenge. Um, yeah. I, I think for me, my favorite part was probably the end where they end up back together. <laughs> No, actually, surprisingly, my, my favorite part was when his assistant uh, was quitting and she was like using the fact that he can't lie to ask him all these questions because she was like, you could have given me a raise, but you said you didn't want to because it would be unfair to all the other assistants. And he just like had to he had to tell her the truth. And then like yeah. specifically, there was one part where she was like, and what about this that you gave to me? You you said you gave me this like really expensive gift. Where did this actually uh, come from? And then he was this, like, uh, "This pro- uh, t- uh, garage this sale, six dollars and fifty cents, haggled down from t- ten dollars down from six. Oh, because <laughs> so you said you got this movie from a Tiffany's. Tiffany's. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. God, yeah, so that was good. all really good. And then even she, like her, his assistant, just like comes back later. Yeah, bails him She's out. Just like, yeah, I'm good. Ah, we're cool. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah it's, it's, he gets everything. He gets everything. Well, I think we're we're at about that time, Josh. You ready to rate 1997's Liar Liar, starring none other than Jim Carrey, Calgary's own Jim Carrey. Wait a minute, Ontario. Whoops. I, I, I thought you said Calzone. <laughs> Jim Carrey Calzone. That's what I give this. I give this a Jim Carrey Calzone. <laughs> you know what Jim Carrey's middle rating. name is? No. Eugene. Eugene, Jim, Car- Jim Carrey, Eugene? James Eugene <laughs> Carrey. James Eugene Carrey. Cool. Yeah, all right. That's a, that's a great, that's a pretty good name. Uh, all right, Josh, what do you give yes. 1997's American fantasy comedy Liar Liar? <sighs> this is kind of a toughie. Uh, uh, I'm going to give it a be kind and rewind just on principle. Okay. Uh. But honestly, I don't know if I'm going to watch this movie again. Um, I uh, I think I think in the grand scheme of like, hey, we got to keep a lexicon of Jim Carrey just because he was just such a big part of television and movies. Yes. Like, I would have it there. I would have this in there. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, I think um, I'll I'll be kind of rewind and. Um, I I I enjoyed it. I yeah, the plot sucks, but like. I think that as as the slap, you know, if if you have like more serious Jim Carrey movies, you talk about um, Man on the Man in the Moon. You talk about Truman Show. You talk about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, and then if you have like slapstick Jim Carrey movies, um, you know, like I would put this in a similar category as like The Mask or Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Um, or even like Yes Man, um, this I think is the mm. the best of those kinds of Jim Carrey movies. Uh, yeah, because he's three di- he's pretty three dimensional in this, albeit the story being kind of what it was. Yeah, I mean he's well. Now I'm now I'm kind of second guessing myself because in Bruce Almighty he was sort of three dimensional as well. But this one was more vehicle for him to just be like out and out total slapstick. Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just gonna continue to call it the Robin Williams effect. Uh, yeah, and sure. I would not say that Bruce Almighty was like that. It's just like Jim Carrey being like himself, but like he's not just like doing his own thing. Like it's not like the director's just going like, okay, I'm gonna roll, you go for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there were there were a few moments in Bruce Almighty where where he was allowed to do that, but um, not as definitely not as much as in this movie. So, so yeah, for for uh, the history of James Eugene Carey, I'll definitely be kind of rewind. Um, and and I think it's just fun. It's a fun movie. Um, it's not not super offensive. I do like that they made an attempt to have a person who takes responsibility for his actions like it was kind of cool to see the scene where he's like i'm a bad father oh i'm a bad father like i you know to have him have that realization but i think it would have been an infinitely stronger movie overall if they if they had just hadn't gotten together at the end just like don't let things work out for him Um, but that's like how we've we've gone so far into this podcast of seeing these types of movies where we have like some kind of hero that's like getting away with too much or on paper is actually kind of a dick. Yeah. And kind of like 
goes through something where they kind of learn a lesson, not but they don't really have to change. Well, not that they don't have to change, but yeah. they don't really have to like they I don't like suffer, the, they don't have to like the circumstances around really them happens. changes so much that they like even if everything they kind of changes for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good observation. Huh. It's like one of the best observations you've made in a long time. I can be observant and not just eat and <laughs> just ruin the flow of the episode. <laughs> well, what um, what would you give as a suggestion? I'm g- I'm going to give us a challenge. What movie would you suggest <sighs> that isn't a, a Jim Carrey movie for for Liar Liar? I wouldn't. No, you just would just say a Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck your challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, what's... Okay, well, then what's the other thing? No, okay, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to think about it, too, I think. Yeah, I I wish I came prepared, because that's that's hard. Like, somebody that big, like, kind of doing a... I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like a lawyer in court situation, I don't know. I really, I the only thing I want to recommend is just like a different Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's so that's sort of easy. But yeah, I'm, I mean, well, it's what, it's hard for me. Just watch the Truman Show. I don't know. You know, I guess I guess that's the thing. If you if you don't like this movie because um, you feel like it's too slapsticky or whatever, or you're like tired of Jim Carrey, um, and if you've and if you never have seen the Truman Show. Definitely go see the Truman Show. I mean, it's that that's a great movie. Definitely go see it, like in theaters. Yeah, go see it, and it's being re-released in 3D <laughs> <laughs> in IMAX. Yeah. All right, Josh. Any closing remarks? Any love you want to share with the lovelies out there? Uh, uh no, good. Uh, I love you. I love all you. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, I love you too. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.